that wasn't based on a real song that wasn't actually holly stark lockett creation so <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> hi everyone welcome back <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to have actually another interview today. Um, so we have Haley Renee Reiki on the episode, but before we kind of get into a little bit more about her, um, just a quick, you know, a quick check-in, Mary. How, how's it going? How's your week? You know, what's been going on? Anything good? Yeah. So this week I had my, like, I had very much ups and downs this week because I had the worst lower back pain. Oh, the worst in the world. Like it was a yoga terrible. Wheel. A yoga. Oh yeah. You've told it's me that. It's really helping with my back pain. Really? I might have to do that. Ever so, since I started doing, I'm so sorry. Ever since I started yeah, doing this daily, even if I do it for like a minute, I used to have to like lay in my bed every night with like a heating pad basically. Cause it was That's just what like I was doing. So tight. Ever since I started doing this, I barely had to use my heating pad on my back. I might have it like really that. just like helps open. It's like, I lay back at night. It's like pop, pop, pop. And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm going to have to get that because honestly, I went back to lifting like pretty heavy and I had no issues or anything, but I must have tweaked something in my back doing mm-hmm. deadlifts mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, I was like dying. So that sucked because I had worked out. I mean, I still worked out every day except for Friday. I took like, I listened to my body and, and decided you're not going to the gym. You're not doing anything like you're staying home. Yeah. Um, So that happened, but otherwise, like I was going to the gym, I was getting my workouts in, like I felt good. And then I did have like a mental breakdown on Monday, actually, now that I remember, (laughs) because I got a body scan and I was just like, not happy with the results, but we move forward. And also I just like have been reading. I'm a little bookworm now. I'm about to finish my third book today. Rosemary pushes up her glasses for the wrong Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling everybody, I'm like, does anybody read like at work? Like, does anybody read? Does anybody has anybody read these books? Because I want to talk about it. So that's coming soon in our content episode. But yes. that's kind of how my week's gone. So it's been okay. What about you, Holly? How has your week been? Um, my week was not too bad. Um, I feel like during during the week I not really do a lot. Um but something that I have not announced here, but I can officially announce now is last Sunday, I actually did audition for um, a yoga position at a local studio. And I am going to be starting to sub there. So I don't know what it's going to look like, obviously, at first, because it's just going to be subbing and filling in. Mm-hmm. But um, they are revamping and adding classes for the fall. So I'm hoping by, and it sounds like by fall, I should have at least one permanent class, if not maybe two, um, and some rotating weekends. Uh, which is cool too, that they are starting yeah. to be rotating weekends because so that no teacher has to be like stuck every weekend with classes. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about this and uh, it's called the healing heart. So if that is something you're interested in taking classes, obviously I don't have any information on when my classes will be at the time, <laughs> but um, because I officially did get through the audition, I just thought I would share that because it's something I've been, I feel like kind of hinting at, um, throughout some episodes recently of just like working on certain things. And, um, I'm just really excited to get back to kind of that, that healing and body work space a little bit more. And, um, for a while I was teaching at my, my corporate job, I was doing some yoga classes, um, like a 30 minute section, like every other week. And since I was 
I was on a certain like committee that I was doing it for. And since I've been off that committee the last few months, I haven't even had that. So it's really exciting for me to kind of get back into like a full, full teaching type of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so that has definitely been keeping me excited this week. Um, but other than that, I feel like it's just been kind of like a normal week of just like getting through stuff and, you know, uh, just trying to, trying to make it through, but um, you know, staying, staying positive. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. I feel like this year, you, your original intentions were to bring more like Reiki and yoga and stuff into your practice. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, I feel like it, you just like manifested this for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like too. <laughs> um, and, and what, of, oh, I was going to say, what a perfect episode to announce. Exactly. That. Exactly. I was saying, speaking of like Reiki and healing, um, as we said, we have Haley Renee Reiki on the episode today. And so I found her through TikTok. Um, I was just scrolling one day and I saw, and I was like, Ooh, she looks like she's doing Reiki. So I stopped and I love her TikToks. They're so healing. They're so calming. A lot of them are like at least three minutes long. So you get like a nice little Reiki session there. Um, and then I started kind of following her through YouTube where she had a couple of longer videos. Um, and I just loved, I think she has such a calming voice too. Like she's very like mm-hmm. in her voice and like just sweet and, and, and grounding, I feel like are the, the best words to describe her mm-hmm. voice. And so I feel like that, you know, anytime someone has a good voice that just adds to it for me. Um, and so, yeah, I was so excited to interview her and just have someone else on the podcast, talk about like Reiki and spirituality. So I know I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, before we kind of get into the actual conversation, what are, what are some of your thoughts about just Haley? Yeah, calming is definitely the word I would describe. She has just a very calming, she speaks so slowly too, in a good way, like something in a I'm to work flow. On. Yeah, <laughs> something that I know nothing about. <laughs> so it was just very interesting, just the way that she talks about things. And she really like thinks before she answers things instead of just blurting it out like I do. Yeah. So <laughs> that was really cool. I thought it was, I mean, I didn't, I feel like I didn't speak that much because I was just taking a lot of it in and it was just like, so interesting. Cause like I said, in the pod, like there's, I hear from you a lot of my spiritual stuff, but mm-hmm. again, like there's so much on TikTok and Instagram now of people like being into that spirituality. Right. So it's just interesting that everybody's spiritual journey is so different mm-hmm. and you don't have to be doing everything that the other person is doing you know there's their own ways and she has her own things and even when we were talking about like her tools and I don't want to give it all away it's like she uses things that like no one of our other guests has used Mm -hmm. there's like so I thought the best tools you can utilize exactly so I just thought that was very interesting and I would say for the people who are more like me who are not like super into the spiritual side I think that this is still such a riveting conversation and if you're trying to peek your head in there it's, it's a good gateway, yeah. gateway job to yeah. doing spirituality. Yeah. Cause we ask her to like a little bit more of like, you know, what is Reiki to you? And like, what yeah. does a session look like with you? And like those, so we get into some of those questions that I know I, I get from a lot of people who are more in your boat of like, I, I I've heard of it, but like, what, what is it? And, yeah. and so it's nice to hear, um, not just me kind of like giving my interpretation because obviously Reiki is such a universal energy. I think it's mm-hmm. nice to hear it from another practitioner, you know, what, what it means yeah. to them and how their sessions look. Yeah. 
And so with that, though, let's jump into this interview and we will see you guys on the other side. I am so, so excited and honored to bring you guys today, Haley Renee, or you may know her as Haley Renee Reiki on TikTok, who is blown up over there. But to start with Haley, can you just share a little bit about who you are, how you show up in this world? Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast today. It's so lovely to connect. Um, but I think, yeah, um, many people would probably know me from my TikTok account. Um, I've been doing that almost for three years now, which seems crazy. Um, I started kind of like at the beginning of 2020. And yeah, it's been a really like exciting and kind of an, an, a journey I didn't necessarily expect to take. Um, you know, I think when I first started TikTok, I kind of expected you know, maybe just a little bit here and there and just to be able to promote um, my Reiki practice. And so it's kind of cool that I've been able to venture from, you know, running my own practice and move more into the content creator space and offering that. So I really enjoy like the creative aspect of all of that. And uh, yeah, it's so so much fun. (laughs) I love that. And so I know that I've talked a lot about on the podcast, my own spiritual journey, um, because a lot of our listeners, I will say, are kind of like in the realm that we put Mary in, where she knows a lot (laughs) about spiritual stuff because of people like me that just talk about it a lot. (laughs) But she's kind of like slowly getting into it. So I would love to hear kind of how you got into your own spiritual journey and just how that sort of started for you. Yeah, for me... I started probably when I was like around in my late teens. I was really sparked just by um, like tarot and particularly I started going to um, yoga practice um, and going to yoga classes. And I think that's something that really sparked um, that kind of spiritual growth within me. Um, I felt really lucky. The yoga studio that I went to was a very traditionally based studio. So they had a lot of the more, um, yogic philosophy kind of alongside the physical practice. And so I think through that, I had, um, I've actually had a number of injuries. And so around that time I was hairdressing and I had a back injury just from, you know, not taking care of myself properly and doing weird bends and, you know, maybe not being totally aware. And uh, so I started going into yoga. And so it really kind of brought me into that and kind of slowly, but surely I had um, some friends that were also really into crystals. And so we started going to like gem shows and, kind of fully got immersed. So I really dove in with my tarot practice, um, I think was like the first and foremost thing um, where I was just really determined to learn. And so I started pulling daily cards Mm -hmm. um, and kind of just took me down this journey to eventually find Reiki. And it's kind of interesting because I at around that time when I was about 20, um, I'm 27 now. So it's been few years that I've been kind of like practicing and learning in this space. Um, But around that time I had found Reiki and I was actually interested in learning, but it actually took me another four years to be able to actually kind of take the dive and start to learn. Um, And I think of it, it was a lot of just internal things and kind of 
being open to mm-hmm. doing something so outside the norm. Because of course, you know, you talk to family and things like that. And they're like, Ricky, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, just what are you get a regular do? job. <laughs> yes. I get that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I love that you, how you said that it took you four years to get into it. Cause I think that's such an important thing. Um, I, I feel like so often people think, oh, I'm interested. I've got to like, go do it now. Just yeah. because especially, I mean, here in America, I obviously cannot speak from a Canadian point of view, but here in America, things are like, go, go, go. You have to do, you have to, you know, be on all the time. And so I feel like people think, oh, well, if I don't do it now, I'm just not going to do it. But it's like, no, you might need to like evolve through some more stuff or mm-hmm. like believe that you can like step into doing something like that, like working for your own shit for better lack of word. (laughs) No, absolutely. It's so true because I think, you know, especially if you kind of grew up in a more conservative environment, Mm -hmm. um, it can be kind of hard to break out of that and feel as though, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's even safe for you to be in that space and to express yourself in that way. So yeah. Yeah, I can say, I feel like probably back when you first started, it wasn't even that popular either. Like, I feel like nowadays it's like, I see it all over the place. Like people who are very into like the spiritual realm. Like I see, like Holly obviously introduced me to a lot, like crystals and tarot reading cards and things like that. But like, I see it all over TikTok. I see it on people's Instagrams. Like you see it in TV shows even now, like more often. So I feel like it's very cool because it is becoming more mainstream to to do these things. And it's not like, oh, you're a witch, like how it used to be, you know? Yeah, I think it's so true. Cause I think it was so much more taboo, like seven, Mm -hmm. eight years ago than it is now. And I, especially over the pandemic and with, um, kind of the popularity of TikTok, it's, you've just really seen it boom over the last like two, three years, which is, it's kind of been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree. And so as you did start practicing Reiki, how did that sort of journey work for you and look for you as you started to learn? I know for me, it was like kind of a huge opening up when I went through my Reiki one attunement. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the first time I connected with like guides and it was like my big shift, like really into things. So I would love to hear if you had any experiences, you know, throughout any of your trainings um, and just sort of, you know, what Reiki means to you now that you've been a practitioner for a couple of years. Yeah, you know, I think Reiki has been such a support in my own life. Um, I had initially, so I had kind of been introduced to it when I was kind of 19 or so. And then when I had my multiple sclerosis diagnosis when I was 24, 23, um, that was when I really was like, okay, I need something extra to add on to help me just cope with everything that was going on in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I found a lot of peace, a lot of um, support through the practice of Reiki. And so initially it was very (laughs) self-focused. I didn't necessarily have the intention of sharing it. Um, I really wanted to learn for myself to be able to support myself through the journey that I was going through. And I think through that and through my practice, um, cause I actually practiced for like a year before I even took a client, like before I even okay. did a session on one person. So I did um, my Reiki level one and two training together. Um, I think that was in 2018 now. And 
like it was such a beautiful experience. My Reiki teacher that I had, I, I really love her. Her name's Timmy. Um, and she's like local to my area in Edmonton, Alberta. And she, she runs a really amazing practice in school. She has like a physical clinic now. So I'm so proud of, to see what she's done, but um, yeah, like through her teachings and just guiding, she brought a really practical point of view from her nursing experience into Reiki. And so I felt really secure, really safe, kind of being like, okay, I'm learning from a nurse. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, doing it to support my own chronic illness. And so it really kind of turned into that. And then after seeing how I was able to support myself, then of course it kind of naturally was like, I want to share this mm-hmm. <laughs> with everyone else. Definitely. And I know I've spoken a little bit about kind of like what a Reiki session looks like, but I would love to have you explain for, you know, people who maybe are interested in working with you, you know, what for you does a Reiki session look like, whether it's, you know, in person or distance, um, you know, it just so people can get a feel. Cause I, I feel like that's the other thing is a lot of people come to me, I know and be like, so what do we do in this thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's so different, right? Because, you know, a lot of people think of like massage Mm -hmm. um, when they think of Reiki sometimes. And, you know, as much as we may, if you're doing an in-person session, use a massage table and have some similar things like the relaxing music, um, it really is like more of like a hands-off energetic intention-based practice. And so whenever I have people, you know, coming to me being like, what can I expect if I'm going to have a session with you? I really think of it as like a relaxation practice. So, you know, during the session, you are going to probably feel maybe a little sleepy. Maybe you might feel that afterwards as well. It kind of like brings down maybe some feelings of anxiety and stress and can kind of help overall with that. Um, but I think the interesting thing about it too, I'm looking at the clock and it's 11, 11 where I am. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, I think the interesting thing about it is that, um, you know, you can have these different sensations with it within the body as well and different maybe thoughts and emotions that will come up. Um, but whenever I've received Reiki, it's always, um, it's always been such a supportive kind of experience. And so, you know, it can be, I guess it it can be intense, right? When you're having like those different things come up, but I think overall, um, because Reiki is never going to kind of do more than what you can handle. um, It overall is a very kind of soothing, um, soothing experience. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, but I think that's a great way to describe it. It's just like a very soothing and relaxing experience. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I think, you know, you can do so much work with practitioners. Um, but my thing is really starting to work with the energy yourself and starting to unlock those levels within yourself um, and kind of gain that that personal empowerment and that self-mastery. Yeah, I agree. And so for someone who is maybe interested in kind of taking it into the next step and actually learning Reiki for themselves, I was looking on your site and I saw that you have a Reiki training course, and then you also have a becoming a certified practitioner. Um, so I would love to have you explain the difference, sort of what's the difference between the two. And for someone who is just starting out and kind of figure out like, 
what do I do? What do I start with? You know, what kind of would you recommend to someone in, in that area? Yeah, so I have um, just the Reiki Level 1 course that is more of like a self-guided course. And that one's really um, meant for people who want to start practicing Reiki, but more so on like a personal practice where, you know, they don't necessarily maybe want to like start a practice or start healing other people, but, you know, maybe they are, you know, dealing with some other things in their life that they're wanting that extra energetic support in alongside with maybe their other healthcare team or other support systems that they have. Um, and so that one is really targeted towards that. It gives you a lot of tools to be able to, you know, basically just learn the basics of yoga or yoga of Reiki, <laughs> of Reiki and, um, how you can start implementing it in your own life. And it is basically just the Reiki level one course um, with some um, extra kind of tools and practices and meditations kind of thrown there as well. And then the practitioner course is the Reiki level one and two. So the nice thing about that is if you're interested in learning distance Reiki practice, then that's where you're gonna be learning it. Um, we go into then more so the history of Reiki, um, how to practice on yourself, but then all of how to practice on other people, how to conduct your own um, sessions, and uh, really kind of showing up in that space. So I really like the distance Reiki aspect. I think when I was learning Reiki, that was a really exciting um, interesting aspect of Reiki. And so I like, I like sharing that. I do also offer um, master training as well and kind of some up levels as well as like the Violet Flame master training as well, which is above the master training if you're familiar. But it is, yeah, kind of going up the ranks there and depending on what people are needing and asking for then I'll kind of offer that so I love that and because you mentioned it this is something I've actually just started learning a little bit more about is violet mm -hmm. flame so yeah. I know I've, I think I've actually found it um I want to say it is the the woman you had learned it from I think I found her website and then I had seen that that you you know were trained at it and I had seen I was like oh it's the same person so weird yeah. synchronicity but with that I'm just learning about it it's something I'm looking into doing myself but I would love to hear a little bit more about it yeah, I really love the practice of Violet Flame Reiki. So it originated from Ivy Moore, as you may know, in 2002. Or was it 2000? 2002. I'd have to maybe look it up again. But um, it was channeled through the goddess Kuan Yin. And the energy of Kuan Yin is so beautiful. Um, she really holds like this motherly, compassionate type of energy. And the story behind Kuan Yin um, is one of like deep compassion for humanity, um, where she basically could have ascended um, to, um, what was it? Oh, my mind's going blank, but she could have ascended and she chose to kind of stay not in that ascended place to be able to continue to serve um, humanity in terms of um, releasing pain and providing comfort and support. And so it is a very intuitive practice. It almost works with, if you think of um, a rainbow, the last color on a rainbow is violet. And violet, it kind of goes 
from violet into something that our visible eye can't see. And what it goes into is that ultraviolet ray. And so that's kind of that energy point that we're working with. It's like that bridge between the seen and the unseen. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, that makes me more excited. I want to do it even worse now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a wonderful practice. And there's so many more Reiki symbols within that um, system. I think there's something like 50 different symbols. So there's a lot of, um, I guess, different ways that you can kind of use it and a lot of different applications as well. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you for sharing a little bit more. Keep my own curiosity here. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really lovely. And I love pairing like all of these modalities with um, crystal energy as well. So I think kind of from my previous study with, with crystal and kind of diving into that, I kind of bring the crystal, the tarot and the Reiki all, all into one. I love that. I definitely bring in crystals a lot to my own Reiki practices. So I, I get it. I'm very drawn to crystals. <laughs> I think it's so supportive when it's like, you get that extra little energy point. Mm. I just add that extra beautiful vibration. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and switching gears a little bit. So something we kind of mentioned at the beginning was your TikTok. So, um, as you've sort of been growing so much on TikTok, you know, how has that journey sort of looked for you, but also we were curious, you know, for someone who is maybe just starting out or, you know, has just started posting on TikTok, maybe recently, you know, is there any like tips that you've seen that have really worked for you in terms of growing that audience? Yeah, you know, like, as I said, it was kind of, I didn't expect to become a content creator, even though I was creating content. Um, and I think what I learned through that whole journey is really like consistency and being open to almost failing in a sense. Um, because sometimes, you know, you're going to post something and it's not going to get the traction that you want, um, you know, but you still have to kind of continue to show up. And so for me, I think I had initially kind of gotten some traction on TikTok, which was really exciting. It was like the first couple of videos that I had posted. Um, I had gotten like over 10K views, which was crazy coming from Instagram and having only a couple hundred followers and then sure. like having all of this exposure. And for me, I really wanted to show up in a way that um, people could relate to, but I was also offering a lot of value. And so I think that's my main thing that I stick to with TikTok. More so, I think a lot of people, when you have like a service-based company or something like that, you do want to advertise and, you know, kind of promote yourself in that way. But especially on TikTok, I found that it's much more effective if you provide entertainment, if you provide education for people. Um, and then they kind of are naturally drawn to what you're doing because you're already offering them so much value um, that they're like, oh, I want to continue to see what this person is creating because you know, I'm learning new things or I'm gaining different perspectives. And so I think there's a number of different ways to do that. Um, but really just looking at like, almost like your content pillars in a sense of like, you know, are you entertaining? Are you, and you don't have to hit all of those pillars in a sense, but I think if you're hitting like one or two of them in a video, it can make it really effective where are you thinking about those kind of entertainment 
education um, or inspiring as well as kind of good content um, pillars to kind of base those things on. And so I think that would be my main advice is to think about, you know, how are you showing up and serving for your audience, not how your audience can serve you. And so when you kind of shift that perspective to, you know, how can I show up for the collective? And especially, you know, I think with my Reiki practice, that's kind of what it's about is showing up for the collective and offering this extra piece of of comfort and support that can kind of maybe carry them through their day if they don't have that extra piece. And so, you know, thinking about those things and that's, that's something that's really helped me. And, you know, I think when it comes to like metrics, like content metrics and stuff like that, I honestly try not to focus on those too much. Um, of course, you know, it can be really helpful, um, but I've kind of noticed as well that it can kind of take away from the content that you're creating. Of course, like, you know, if you are putting out content and it's your audience isn't responding to it, then maybe go look at the metrics and that. But I don't like to look at it in this way to like beat myself up, more of like information um, to take in to be like, oh, okay, people are signing off at this time. Um, like, cause in the TikTok metrics and some other video platforms as well, um, you can kind of see like how long somebody's on the post, mm-hmm. how long they're watching for, and then you can kind of look back and be like, okay, well, what was I doing? What was I saying at that time that would make people lose interest? Um, and especially when it comes to TikTok, it really is about capturing people's attention and interest. So, you know, how can you, you know, maybe make your background interesting, um, as well as some other factors. So those are kind of what I would give advice for, for like new creators. That seems like a lot, but yeah. No, I think that's perfect. Content pillars, but just really show up and be authentic. And I think the more that you stand in your truth, the more that's going to kind of show and shine out to other people. And they're going to recognize that and be naturally. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And I loved how you said like giving value in your TikToks. Cause like in like some of the, like, I have a lot of like fitnessy people that I follow and some of them, it's just like, they'll start saying like something that sounds like it's going to be helpful, but then they just go for like the, well, follow me to find out more. And it's like, you can have like one or two of those, but this one girl that I was following, like every single one was like that. It's like, well, I want to like know what you're providing before I'm going to your page. So I definitely, I agree with that. I like when people have like value to it, like you're learning something from them. Mm. And I think like at the end of the day, you can, you can put out so much of your knowledge and expertise on these like public free platforms mm-hmm. and people are still going to want to learn more, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's the same thing that they're learning from you, it's like now they're doing it in a different space where they get to have that one-on-one or have that more um, one-on-one experience. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, don't be afraid to to maybe just talk about all your knowledge. <laughs> I love that. Like, I think that's so important too, because I know when I like started my business, that was something, it was like, how much do you share, you know, and, and that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it's exactly that you're going to share, but people are going to be interested because you're not going to share everything in one TikTok or in one Instagram post. So then if they really and truly do want to continue learning or working with you, they're going to then progress to, you know, to that. So I think that's such an important kind of little, little message for like new entrepreneurs or new, um, create creators to learn. (laughs) 
Yeah, because even a lot of the topics I talk about in my videos, it's like, okay, the video is a couple minutes long or one minute long, but I mean, there's so much nuance to that, that it's like, it could really be a conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, Switching gears again, a little bit to something that you had spoke about earlier was your MS. So I know that you were a, or you have been a warrior of multiple sclerosis. So I would like to just talk a little bit more about that journey and sort of how that, that looked for you. Um, and just, you know, did you feel like, you know, it held you back at any points that, especially with your, you know, kind of progressing within spiritual practices and and that sort of stuff. I mean, early twenties is always an interesting time. I feel like for people. So (laughs) it is. Yeah. I think it was a really interesting time to kind of be dealing with, um, a chronic illness and starting to have kind of symptoms. So when I was, I think I was like 22, 23, I had my first multiple sclerosis attack. And what happened was I lost like feeling or like a proper feeling to my arms and like my whole front torso. And so it kind of like was gradual, like onset, like it went up from my fingertips. And then over a couple of days, I like lost feeling. And so that was really, really scary. And of course I went to um, the doctors, I got my doctor and did the merge and started doing testing and all of that. And so I think like, you're right, like doing all of that in your early twenties, when you're expecting to, you know, maybe be starting your career and doing all of those other things, it definitely um, shifted life for me a lot um, and really shifted my perspective on life. I think after I'd gotten my diagnosis, um, there was this period of time where I almost think of it as like the dark days. It sounds kind of ominous, but it, it really was like this time of just tremendous grief in my life. And it was the feeling of losing my youth of losing that part of myself and feeling like it's gone now you know like now Mm -hmm. I'm just a sick body and you know there's no hope for me anymore and I think after a few months of course of like grieving that version of myself and then kind of coming more to terms you know, I started to feel like, okay, you know what, I need something that's going to kind of more empower myself. And so that's when I really kind of shifted towards Reiki, but, you know, still continuing to work with my neurologist team and my doctors and, you know, had tried a few different medications at that time as well with my multiple sclerosis. So it has been, I guess it's been like five years now since I've had Um, my diagnosis. And I think overall, um, things, you know, it kind of fluctuates. Um, Multiple sclerosis is known as a snowflake disease. So every person, it's going to be a little bit different because it's based in your um, nervous system. um, And it affects um, the nerves. And oftentimes, it's either on the like spinal column, or it'll be in the brain um, where you're experiencing things like inflammation, which causes nerve damage, which can cause like prolonged damage and attacks. And so I've had a few different attacks now. And so it has been such an interesting eye-opening 
experience. I think it's very different than the experience of my peers. You know, all of all of my peers went on to, um, you know, finish university and, you know, go into more corporate jobs and, you know, get married. And now everybody's like having families now. And I'm like, whoa, I'm just like <laughs> trying to deal with my health. So, yeah. you know, I think it's really shifted um, life for me, but I think it's also been a really positive thing because it's given me such a tremendous perspective that I wouldn't have had before about, you know, living with a chronic illness. And of course, when you have these attacks, you kind of live with nerve damage. And I'm really lucky that where I am in the progression of multiple sclerosis is kind of like, you know, if there was a scale of like, very disabled to not disabled, I would be very much on like the very early stages kind of thing. And I think I'm very blessed to, I guess, be in, in Canada to have the access to healthcare that I do, because mm-hmm. when I did initially have those symptoms, I was able to, you know, pretty quickly go in for MRI scans and, you know, get um, connected with a neurologist and, it was actually crazy. Like I went into the emergency and I think it was like within a week after going to the emergency, I was, you know, seeing a neurologist and wow. going to MRIs. And so, you know, very quickly, um, you know, we were able to kind of see what was going on and, you know, kind of come up with a course of action. And so now I'm kind of just taking it day by day. I think relatively things are going pretty well though dealing with a chronic illness, um, you know, you deal with things more like chronic, um, like chronic fatigue and, and even just the stress that comes with all of the different aspects of that. So yeah, such an interesting journey, but I definitely don't, you know, regret it in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's definitely kind of launched me onto the path that I'm on now. And I definitely would be somewhere totally different in my life if, if things hadn't worked out this way. So definitely. And is there anything like if someone has recently been diagnosed with something like MS or a a different type of diagnosis or injury, my cat's going to walk in front. I'm so sorry. Um, She likes to join us for tuna talk, but, um, is there any, you know, advice that you'd give to someone who maybe is in that, that area where they just found out. And it's obviously always going to be usually a struggle, you know, when you first find out, cause you're, you're trying to figure out and grapple with how to, how to deal with this thing now. So I'd love to hear if you have anything to offer in that regard. Yeah. You know, I think first and foremost, like finding your support system is so, so important, you know, whether that be your family, your friends, and as well as like getting good healthcare team, um, and maybe that even means like a psychologist and, you know, other um, healthcare professionals or even spiritual um, advisors or things that feel in line with you to kind of like create this team of people around you. Because I think the biggest thing is navigating a chronic illness is so complicated and it can make you feel very isolated because your experience isn't the same as everybody else. Right. You're not really navigating the world in the same way that everyone mm-hmm. else is anymore. And so there can be a lot of feelings that come up with that. There can be a feeling of loss. And, you know, I think when you have that support system around you, it can make it so much easier to transition. Um, 
through that. And, you know, I think sometimes it can be hard for people to find that support. And so, you know, wherever you feel that you can kind of get that support, even if it's just one friend that you have that you can confide in, like, you know, take that as a blessing. Um, Cause even one person to support you is, is so wonderful. So yeah, work on that support system and, and really just finding maybe even like a routine to be able to support yourself um, in the sense where, you know, you can have maybe different tools and things that you can come back to um, that when you're feeling, you know, really stressed or when this pops up, you know, you can have something that it's like, okay, when I'm feeling like this, I'm going to go for a walk <laughs> when I need to make this decision. And I mean, that can even be applied to any situation in mm-hmm. life, like, um, but yeah, just, you know, finding those key supportive people in your life and those tools and practices that you can implement in your own life to really just create a net of support. I love that. I think that's such a, a beautiful, like take on it because I, so often most people, I should say, I feel like would go a very different angle with a question like that, you know, and it's, it's, it is, it can be so much about like just having that support because it's going to, there's going to be dark days. Like, especially if you're, if you're working through like a a very bad, you know, injury or, you know, diagnosis, it's not going to be easy every day. And, you know, having just someone to talk to, to bring you up, even if it's just a little bit is, is everything when you're in those days. Absolutely. And, you know, healing is not linear. I think, you know, we, we start on our healing journeys thinking that like every day is just going to get a little bit better. And sometimes it's like a roller coaster where, you know, you have a really wonderful day and then the next day you just drop Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Right. Like it's totally okay to have those fluctuations, but to have those supports in place there for you is, is so supportive. Definitely. And I know you mentioned practices in that answer as well. So I would love to actually know, because Mary and I are very big on creating and shifting like morning and evening routines and and trying to just find like our, our best morning routines or our best evening routines that just are in flow with us during different seasons, et cetera. So I would love to hear if you have any current morning or evening routines and sort of what those look like for you. Yeah, you know, I think routines are so, so wonderful. And especially when you are trying to find that balance in your life, it's Mm -hmm. so effective um, at just kind of like honing things in. And so for me personally, um, I really love to kind of just take like some time, especially in the morning, just for like silence, (laughs) like the first like 30 minutes, I'll like get up, I'll make my coffee. Um, And then I usually come and do like a little meditation and kind of stretch. It kind of depends on the day though. Sometimes it's a dance party. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Not quiet. And sometimes it's loud and I want to play music. So it kind of just depends on like what the day is. I think, you know, especially with, you know, having multiple sclerosis, sometimes the days are a little bit different. Sometimes you wake up and you feel amazing. And sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, things are not feeling so great today. And so, you know, kind of depending on that, I'll, you know, take that time to breathe or to kind of get like a movement practice in, um, I think is really important. So whether that be kind of like stretching, yoga, um, or even just like a little dance party, I think it's really fun. Especially, you know, having little dance parties periodically through the day 
it's always gonna lift your mood <laughs> honestly been like a lifesaver for me the last two years since I started using like movement as a way to just move energy I'm like wow I should have been doing this for for so long <laughs> even like in my Reiki videos like I'll do like pulling energy like sometimes I'll do that to myself I'm like yeah. this feels heavy let's pull this off let's shake it off and so, yeah, like having a little bit of a movement practice. Um, and then I always try to eat some food. Sometimes I'm really bad at like forgetting. So my main thing that I've been really focusing on in the mornings is, you know, after that coffee, should probably be before the coffee, but <laughs> we all have our things. <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, getting in some food and a really like good balanced breakfast. Um, with some good proteins, some good vitamins, some fiber, all the good stuff. So, you know, whatever that looks like for you personally, I don't want to be the gatekeeper on any diets, but <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of what I focus on in the morning. And then in the evening, I kind of more have like my, my skincare routine seems to be kind of like my wind down. So usually around like 9 p.m. in the evening, I will like have a really quick shower and I'll like wash my face and kind of just like wash the day off mm -hmm. um, and really just kind of hone into like my skincare routine. And then I usually just, you know, will listen to like a talk on YouTube or an audiobook and kind of just wind down that way. I try not to kind of the hour before bed, try to stay off of social media because it can kind of, you know, make me stay up way later than I need to. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a tendency. <laughs> so yeah, just having, having those habits in place. And yeah, I think my evening, like my skincare is just like, that's what I look forward to. I like doing like little facial massages um, I just recently got a gua sha stone. I was just going to ask you if you gua sha when you said facial massages. <laughs> I just started using mine again. It's like life-changing. <laughs> it is so nice. I think like, not to mention like just how your skin looks and feels after, but mm -hmm. it feels so relaxing. It's like you really are getting in with the stone and it's like getting those muscles and you just kind of feel this like little release after and right before bed. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. I, well, and I used I to. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, go. I was gonna say, I know I've been like so on and off with mine and I need to bring it back because it's been on my mind so much recently. And then as soon as you said facial massage, I was like, Ooh, gosh, I just need to do it. So it's just a sign for me, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. It's so nice too. Cause I think like I got like the rose quartz and I think you can really put that intention as well into the stone as you're doing it. So it can mm -hmm. be almost like a spiritual practice in a sense Definitely. if you really put that intention. Definitely. Yeah. And I was going to say, I used to be like a morning shower and I like the way that you put it of just like, cause I just started, like I transferred over to like doing it at night and like doing my skincare again. And it like to wash off the day. Like, I love that idea of that because I, I honestly feel like I didn't think of that, but that's what I've been doing at the end of the night. And it's like life-changing. So I love the way that you put that. It is. Yeah. Even if you think of it as like an energetic practice, it really is kind of like, you know, you go out into the day and you interact with so many different people and energies. And it is kind of like using the water to just rinse all of that away. Yeah. Um, and so speaking of kind of routines and rituals, I know in a lot of my rituals and practices, I bring in crystals. So I'd love to hear if you have any specific crystals that are some of your favorites to work with or play around with. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love, I love so many crystals. I have one. I'm going to grab it here in particular that it's like one of my favorites. It's like the largest stone that I have in my collection, but this is a um, mahogany obsidian. I love and that. That's pretty. It's so lovely. It has like these hematite kind of inclusions there that gives it this like marbled mm -hmm. and a lot of iron content in it as well, which kind of gives it that red tone. But I really love this stone because it kind of aids in the purification of the body, which is so, so helpful. Um, and it's also really great protective stone, um, especially if you're doing like spiritual work, psychic work, anything like that. Um, this is like my favorite. Um, I feel like this stone will be with me until my end of days. So <laughs> and another one that I really love working with um, is like any calcite. Mm. It's kind of like, I love green, but I have like a nice blue one here too. Um, and I love calcite because it's just so soothing. Um, and it has like this really nice, almost like soapy feel to it very soft um and especially if you have like anxiety or you're stressed out or you want kind of just something to have in your hand um like a smaller one it's such a nice one just to like hold in your hand and have that really nice soothing energy so those are the two that I really love and like any color of calcite you can kind of you can work with and it's and there's a lot of options <laughs> there is yeah like blue green orange like yeah. So many. I think it it's nice um, because you kind of get that overall energy of calcite of like that soothing, um, that like really supportive energy. But then you know, depending on the color, you can kind of hit different energy centers as well. So yes, definitely. Um, and I know earlier we talked about obviously your love for tarot kind of bringing you into the spiritual practice and spiritual journey for you. Is there any other tools that you often utilize in your, in your practice, um, that are just some of your other favorites besides crystals and tarot? Yeah. I mean, on the lines of cards, I love using, um, Oracle cards. That's probably one of my favorite things besides like tarot, but also I have, um, my like energy chime. I just, I just picked this up off of like Amazon. And it's really nice because these three are tuned to the lower three chakras. And so I love kind of doing before my practice, a little grounding um, with the lower three with the energy chime. So definitely like sound healing, incorporating crystals as well as like tarot and Oracle is really, really my passion and really where, what intrigues me. So and any specific Oracle decks you've been working with recently? Um, you know, one of my go-to favorite ones that I've had, and honestly, I love that one. Yeah, the healing with the angels. And I was actually looking, and it, it is so hard to find this um, deck now. You honestly can only find it on like eBay, and it's like a couple hundred dollars now. So because it's oh, not wow. anymore. Um, cause I think it was printed like 20 years ago. Yeah. It's an older deck. 1999 on yeah. So yeah, I love working with that. There's a number of different like angel decks that you can work with. And then, um, call it Baron Reed makes such beautiful, um, Oracle decks. And this wisdom of the Oracle is 
one of my favorites. I've been using it for quite a few years now. And it's such a beautiful card deck. And I think it's really great for if you're first starting to read Oracle cards, because they can be a lot different than kind of the traditional set of tarot. Definitely. And in here, she has um, like the essential message. She has an Oracle message, a relationship message, a prosperity message, and a protection oh, message that's awesome. for each card. So kind of you can set your intention and be like, I want to, you know, a career spread. And so then you would look at the prosperity message or you want to look at something more relational. And so it gives really specific, like this guidebook is. Yeah, that's a, that's a thick one compared to most of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a really extensive guidebook. And I love, she has a really great way of just explaining a lot of the different symbolism that's within the cards. Um, and so it, it's, I really like working with um, this deck, but any of Colette Baron reads decks, I do have the good tarot from her as well, which is kind of like a spin-off of the traditional tarot which is really fun. So I think those ones would be like my favorite. What else do I have? Um, oh, this queen of the oracle. One last one. This one is really beautiful as well, especially if you are like identify as feminine. Mm -hmm identify more strongly with that feminine energy. Um, the queen of the moon oracle is so beautiful. And especially when you're going through like changes, transitions, you want to kind of like understand what a next phase of your life could look like or what you're moving into. Um, this is a really wonderful deck and it goes off of the moon phases um, and the symbolism behind that. So if you're interested in, in working with like lunar energies, that's really nice. Um, card deck to work with like well. so. I'm like inspired I'm like oh I need to go get some new decks now <laughs> it's <laughs> always so really cool to like hear whatever because like obviously like Holly said I'm not as far into the spiritual side I'm just kind of like peeking in with Holly yeah but it's like so interesting because Holly asks everybody like what tools they use and it's just so like I just feel like we continuously or I you probably knew this already Holly but it's like I continuously like hear the ways that people like use their spiritual practice and that's so amazing to hear how different it is I think that's the really nice thing about having a spiritual practice right is is it is so individual and mm -hmm. there is so much room for you to say you know, this doesn't feel right to me, or this is what I feel called to and allowing your intuition to really guide you. And I think that's where, like what the best spiritual practices are made mm -hmm. of when it really comes from your heart and, you know, you're just really allowing yourself to be guided in that intuitive sense. And so, you know, of course it's going to look different for everyone. And I think that's so beautiful too, because mm -hmm. everybody kind of learn from how everybody else does it differently. Yes. I love that. And so to, as we start to kind of wrap things up a little bit, I would love to just see, is there any messages that you have received recently that just need to be shared with the collective today? Mm, you know, I was actually reflecting upon um, that question before, because I'm like, hmm, what would I like to share? And I think really strongly what came through was this idea of really just allowing yourself to follow your curiosity. You know, I think we get really hung up on, especially when it comes to like a spiritual practice, 
um, you know, on like what we should and shouldn't do. And of course, I think, you know, always be respectful of other practices, educate yourself. You don't want to necessarily like appropriate another practice. Um, but, you know, really leaning into that curiosity, allowing yourself, you know, to learn new things. Um, I think it's something that has been so strong in my own personal journey is, yeah, just allowing myself to be curious and to allow myself to kind of go down those rabbit holes. And as I went through those rabbit holes, um, I've been able to unlock so much within myself and just learn so much about the world around me. And so I would really love people to just really take away the fact that, you know, it's okay to, to explore. It's okay to ask questions. Um, and it's okay to like seek the answers to those questions as well. I love that. Kind of like bringing in like that, that inner child again, like being, just being yeah. curious about things and like wanting to learn more. I feel like that's that, that very childlike hood nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's so important to, you know, I think a lot of times when we get into new things, we think that we need to be an expert at it. We, you know, we mm -hmm. think that if I'm not doing it to this level of perfection, then it's not good enough at all. And, you know, allow yourself to, you know, to fail, to learn, to be the beginner. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, sometimes you're going to flub up a little bit, but you're going to learn so much in that. And, you know, that's even a wonderful lesson too. Definitely. Definitely. And so to always end, Mary and I like to have a signature question each. Um, so mine that I love to ask every guest is what are three things that you are grateful for today, Haley? Mm. You know, I think I'm so grateful to have built the platform that I have and to be able to just continue to share um, the wonderful practice of Reiki. I think it's so um, holistic um, and I feel really blessed um, to kind of be in the position that I am to kind of share that. So definitely one thing, I think of course, like, you know, when it comes down to basics, I'm very kind of like a simple person. So you know, it makes me really grateful to just, you know, have a really peaceful cup of coffee in the morning and like snuggle with my cat and <laughs> to be able to just enjoy the area that's around me as well. Like in um, Canada where I live, I'm like kind of along the river. And so it's very lush. I'm a little kind of more in a, like a rural community outside of the city. And, you know, I feel really grateful just to like be in a space where I get to interact with nature so often and really just be able to choose that curiosity every day. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love it. Um, sorry. Um, my question that I always ask everybody is what piece of like media or content are you consuming right now that you feel like you think everybody else should either listen to, watch, read, whatever it is. Mm, you know, I love listening to audiobooks. <laughs> That's like, you know, when I'm like going out for like nature walks, getting, mm -hmm. getting outside or even just driving, I'm always like listening to like a podcast or an audiobook. So, you know, I would definitely say like, um, you know, find some good, um, people that you enjoy listening to and, you know, find what intrigues you. I think 
that kind of learning piece too. Like you can learn so much from other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love just kind of being able to listen to it and kind of Mm -hmm. be able to do all of my other things that I need to get done and, you know, still be able to consume that piece of content. Um, One book that I've really loved recently um, that I actually re-listened to, I actually listened to it a number of years ago, um, but it's Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And, you know, I think when we talk about like that idea of following your curiosity, she really hones into that, into that book. So, you know, if you're wanting to really dive into that creative um, path and kind of diving into that curiosity, that book has been such a tremendous guide for me. I love that. I love that. A very good one. (laughs) I've definitely heard of it, but I've never read it. So maybe I'll put that on my list. (laughs) I have it so you can borrow it. Perfect. (laughs) I think it's so interesting because she did eat, pray, love. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, okay. Love. And so she, it's such a different perspective. Of course, eat, pray, love is more of a memoir of Mm -hmm. her experience. And so this book is really like after the explosion of Eat, Pray, Love and all of her reflections on the creative process. So it's so so cool. I had no idea that that was the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And so very lastly, where can our listeners find you, Haley? And is there anything that we should expect next from you at all? Mm, So you can definitely find me on my TikTok. Um, I have a YouTube and Instagram page, all Haley Renee Reiki. Um, And then also at my website at HaleyReneeReiki.com. So only ever those handles, it'll never be anything different. I know there's been like a crazy influx of impersonation accounts. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. And so, yeah, know that... It'll only ever just be Haley Renee Reiki, no weird spellings in there, <laughs> anything like that. So yeah, that's, that is where you can find me. Sorry. I forgot the last part. No, of it's your- okay. It's okay. Just, is there anything um, that we can expect next or anything that you're working on? Yes. Um, you know, I am working on some new stuff, particularly in the YouTube space. So I think I've done so much on TikTok and I want to continue with what I'm doing and continue that momentum on TikTok with creating um, kind of holistic healing Reiki videos. Um, But I'm wanting to shift um, gears a little bit more on my YouTube channel and bring in more of um, thought and conversation. So I expect more of that um, in the next coming next upcoming weeks for me so awesome awesome and we will have all of Haley's stuff below so if you want to jump to TikTok YouTube anything like that we'll have the real links for Haley below not any fakes (laughs) Uh, and so with that thank you so much again for being here we're so grateful for your time and your energy um, and just for sharing you know what you do in the world and sharing all the beautiful Reiki energy yeah thank you so much for inviting me it's been yeah it's been really lovely to connect with you thank you so much Yay. Ugh, that was seriously like this such a juicy episode. I feel like that that's such a good word for it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so like I said, so calming. Like I feel like this is an episode that you should like listen to in the morning. Yeah. It's like a nice setup to your day. Like yeah. get, your, get your energy in check. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
Um, and I really like to that, like we didn't just obviously stay in total spiritual realm with Haley. We talked a lot, obviously about like the growth on TikTok and like different things and her perspective that she found, mm-hmm. you know, useful and, and things like that, which is, I think nice because there's a lot of, sure. There's a lot of like videos out there. It's like how to grow your account and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some of the tips that she gave weren't like those typical like yeah the ones that I normally see in those type of like videos or articles um and and I think that obviously comes to from like the space that she's coming from as like an energetic healer and I think that's so cool to see how people you know different people like run their businesses and 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 grow themselves on social media and things yeah yeah absolutely and it was very interesting to hear about her journey with MS Mm -hmm. and just the realness behind what she was saying that she was like in a deep dark place and I think a lot of people especially because she's made it out of there and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that her whole life is like rainbows and stuff she said like there's still days and you still have things that you go through I thought that that was like such a a real thing because I feel like when you see someone like her who's so calming and has you know her life in order and knows exactly what she's doing she's passionate you see that and if you're going through something like an injury or a a ailment or diagnosis that's the word I was looking for that it's so hard to like see other people who have had that and see them like thriving and not know that like where they came from so I thought that that was such an important piece to it definitely and I think it just you know shares more too on like she you know she got into a lot of more of the energy type of work when she when mm-hmm. she was working through that um and I think it it goes to show like how powerful this this work can be too um yeah which I know obviously as someone who's not as much in the space I remember being there before and being like hmm, does that actually work like you know what is that you know because it, it's different obviously it's not your kind yeah. of typical western medicine I guess you could say um so I think that's just really interesting too to kind of hear her connection in in that time um and so before we wrap up this episode uh what's something you're grateful for this this week I am grateful for books Colleen Hoover I was just about to say if you say Colleen (laughs) Hoover and then you said books and I was like oh she went different (laughs) Colleen Hoover for writing books that actually interest me and have gotten me back into reading I love it I took a lull for a second but I'm back like I took a lull for four months and then I read four books a week (laughs) that's kind of how my year started too I read like three books and it stops it was like but yeah I just I'm really glad that there's books and that people put their passions and things down on paper and one day we'll all be reading Holly's book so exactly exactly (laughs) what about you Holly what are you grateful for I am grateful for music. Um, and I know that's like such a broad thing, but I guess you said books. So that's also a broad thing. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I listen to, you know, music so often, but I just, I love certain music that just moves the body. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of Lydia, a lot of Hosier, a lot of Harry Styles. And it's just, you know, it's just a vibe when you can like bump, bumping groove around your house. <laughs> I agree. Um, and so with that, if you guys are interested in, you know, any topics that you'd like to see on the, the, the episode, the podcast, um, any guests that you'd like to see on the podcast, or if maybe you're someone who would like to be on the podcast, um, feel free to reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram over at 
get fitty with it pod or you can email us at get fitty with it pod at gmail.com and as always we'll have all of that below as well as all of Haley's information so if you want to follow her work with her anything like that I would definitely um say follow her 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 Instagram I'm at her TikTok and uh, just because if you are new to Reiki it's a really good um kind of way to just see see what it's kind of like and, and see what mm-hmm. it might look like uh, because I know that's something that I get questions often about like we were talking about before so definitely would say go give her a follow or check out her TikTok um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode we will see you back next week and until then have a beautiful day bye <music>